I just have to admit to you that there are times, not just tears, but there are times where stuff comes out of my life, my mouth, my words, that um, honestly, it, um, it just doesn't honor Jesus. I mean, it just doesn't happen a lot, but there are times. Like, for instance, there's a few months back, I was changing the faucet in my kitchen sink yet again. It's one of those really deep sinks. It's hard to get. The nut was rusted up under there. It, I mean... I, I, I was thankful nobody was in the house. Some of you guys understand that, right? Because I, I absolutely lost it. And it's embarrassing to say, that was not very honoring to Jesus. Then this last week, um, we've been working outside a lot. And my wife um, did something. And uh, I'm ashamed to admit that I, I kind of laughed at her. I kind of made it a little bit fun of her. And that's terrible. It's embarrassing. No husband should ever make fun of his wife, whether it's private or especially publicly, but, you know, that just made me feel awful. And then we were working together last weekend, and um, it was hot. We were tired. Things weren't working the way they should. And I tell you what, I got really frustrated with my wife, and my tone of voice and the things I said just did not honor Jesus very much. And especially when you think about the words of Jesus' teaching today. So this is Luke chapter 6. Jesus said, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. And I'm thinking, wow, that wasn't very good fruit that was coming out of my life right there. But some of you understand what I'm talking about. And the reason you understand, because I've had conversations with you about some of the Things that come out of your mouth and the wrestling that you have with between, you know, well, I wear a WWJD bracelet, right? Or I claim to be a Christian, and yet, you know, the stuff that comes out of my mouth, maybe it's sometimes the things that happen at work. And you react or respond in a very un-Jesus-like manner to somebody else. Or maybe, you know, it's when you're with some of your friends on Friday night. Or maybe it's your book club in which you read together. Maybe it's in your home and how you treat your kids. And you look back and you reflect and you think to yourself, you know what, this is just not very honoring to Jesus Christ. What's, what's wrong with me? Why, why do I have these times when I behave like that? And we are not the first people to wrestle with this clash between you know, our belief, we're followers of Jesus Christ, and the behavior that sometimes comes out of our life, the struggles that we have to live the way God wants us to live. And thankfully, Jesus understands this wrestling match that we have in our life. And he knows how important it is, how important it is to us in regard to being people who, you know, live and say the same kind of things but he also knows how important that is to our witness as we shine for other people to see our life. And so Jesus specifically addresses this conflict that we have in our life in the passage that we're going to look at today in Luke chapter 6. Now the reason we're in Luke is because we're spending the entire year studying together out of the Gospel of Luke. And so today, we come to a final message in a series that we simply call in, What Does Jesus Say About? And we're concentrating in a sermon that Jesus preached in Luke chapter 6. We're just spending this time, but the whole year we're looking in the Gospel of Luke because we know that the more we get to know Jesus... You know, spending time in His Word and getting to know Him, 
That's what changes our hearts and our life, and it's very evident in what we're going to talk about today. And so the first week of this series, we talked about and asked this question, do my values line up with the values of Jesus? That was the first part of Jesus' sermon, that we really need to build into our life a time or a season regularly in our life in which we ask that question, are my values lining up with Jesus' values? Because they can deteriorate, right? Because of the influence of the world. And then the second week, we talked about loving our enemies, and that's so challenging. And we learned that when we love those who are the lowest, which would be the enemies for us, that's actually love at its highest, because that's how God loves us. Then last week, we talked about this idea of judging, right? And how do we overcome this critical spirit? We do that by, what? Gratitude generosity you know if we give out judgment and condemnation that's what we're going to get back but if we give out forgiveness and we give out grace that's what we're going to receive back but today as we finish up this series in this last portion of Luke 6 that we're going to look at we're going to talk about this discrepancy between what we believe and what we practice in our life. And so here's the key for today, to produce the fruit that honors Jesus Christ, the results that honors Jesus. We have to pay attention to our hearts, okay? We've got to look inside. We really have to pay attention to our hearts. So if you haven't yet, I encourage you to turn to Luke chapter 6. And those of you online, I invite you to open your Bibles, study along. There's Bibles in the seat in front of you here. We'll have it up on the screen. You can use your phone or your um, tablet. But I'm going to read Luke chapter 6, just verses 43 through 45. And let's learn how we can produce the fruit that Jesus desires. Verse 43. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So again, this whole sermon that Jesus is preaching in Luke 6 is a message directed to what we call the committed or to the disciples. You can look up earlier after he picks the apostles. He begins to speak to them and he looks right at the disciples. And what he's talking to us who are a part of his followers is that our lives, our words, they really do matter. I mean, they need to line up, and they, they, they really do matter. The influence that we have matters. And even in the midst of that, what Jesus is kind of addressing in his day, at least, is this religious philosophy that basically says, only the things I do on the outside matter. What I think, believe, inwardly doesn't matter. As long as I look good on the outside, as long as I look good for the people who count, that's all that really matters in my life. And Jesus goes right after this, through the whole message, but specifically in the passage that we're looking at, he really challenges this kind of philosophy of this wearing a mask kind of viewpoint of life, pretending to be somebody that we really are not. And so he says this again in verse 43, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Now, when I was studying this, I thought, that sounds a little bit judgmental. 
I mean, he's saying you're either good or you're bad. And I don't really like that. And then it almost sounds like you're either one or the other, right? You're either good, and the way you know you're good is you only got good stuff coming out of your life. And I thought, well, that makes a problem for me because I'm sadly, as I admit it, I got some bad stuff that comes out of my life here. But what Jesus is doing is informing us of how true goodness is revealed. In other words, I can say something with my mouth and claim something, but what shows true goodness is what is revealed or what comes out of my life. And Jesus is saying, if you want to know about your character, I mean, he's even kind of alluding to the fact, if you want to know about the character of others, but he's really specifically saying, if you want to know about your own character, what you need to do is you need to check the fruit. So look what he says in verse 44. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. So does anybody in here um, happen to go apple picking? Anybody? Anybody enjoy apple picking? Our family does. I know, that caught you off guard. You weren't anticipating. You had to respond. Does anyone in the room like to go apple picking? Anyone? Some of you do? Right. We go to Eckert's like every year. I always thought that apple picking was a fall thing that you wore sweatshirts because it was cold. I mean, it's like the last five or six years when we go apple picking. We just sweat like pigs, right? But we go out there. Now, I cannot tell the difference between a Granny Smith apple and a Jonathan apple. I, you know, I can't tell any difference. I'm thankful that there are people who know that and they say, go to these trees and this is the apple you're going to get. But I can tell the difference between an apple and a, what is this? It's a lemon, an apple and a lemon. So can you, right? In other words, it's so obvious that it's something that I am able to, to see and notice and pay attention to. And what Jesus in this passage is saying is, you're not judged by the claims that you make. Oh, yeah, I'm a great Christian. What are you judged by? We're judged by our fruit. And again, this is metaphorical, not because you've got fruit growing out of your ears or out your nose or something, right? This is the results of your life. In other words, what is the natural tendency of your life? What, what kind of fruit then should come out? If I'm a follower of Jesus, what is some of the, the produce of my life? In other words, the results of my life. Well, if you look at the previous verses there, what we've read earlier in the sermon, you know some things that, okay, I don't have that judgmental, condemning, critical spirit. Rather, I have generosity. I give forgiveness. Or if it's an enemy that I'm dealing with, the fruit that should come out of my life is that I would love that enemy. I would treat them as I would want to be treated. We would also see mercy coming out of our life because he says there, since your Father in heaven is merciful, you be merciful. So towards other people, I should be able to demonstrate mercy. So there's some fruit that should come out of our life. There's other passages in the Bible that speak about the results of our life. One of the most prominent is in Galatians chapter 5. This is what's called the fruit of the Spirit. Notice that, the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, when I say yes to Jesus and accept Him as my Lord and Savior, His Spirit takes residence in my life, 
to help me live the way he wants me to live. But when he's in there, here's the fruit that should come out of my life. All right, so say this out loud with me. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So if we took a test to see, are you, what is there, nine qualities there? I think that's right it is. Are you nine for nine over the last week or two? Don't worry, we won't ask you because that should come out of our life, right? In other words, that should be the the fruit, some of the things. And there's other places in the Bible. That's one of the reasons why we encourage you to read the Bible and write things down to say, okay, what should I do about this? Because we learn about some of those things that God wants in our life. But then we stop and we say, well, Doug, I don't see those qualities coming out of my life all the time. Yeah, sometimes, you know, when I'm not tired and I'm around people that I like, I can be patient with them. But I don't always see those qualities coming out of my life. How how do I do that? And so Jesus I think, reveals the way to be able to truly help change our hearts. It's a pretty simple thing, actually. So do we have anybody who likes to garden? I know Keith put a garden in this year, right? You got some cucumbers, right? They're growing out your ears and everything. You got tons of those. Uh, Some of the others love to garden, right? Enjoy that. Um, I don't know if Ed and Margaret are watching at home with us today, but they've got this massive garden in their yard. And, And I was at their house the other day. Ed can't even walk anymore. He's like on his knees out in his garden taking care of some stuff there. Yeah, they've got this huge garden. But if you're a gardener, you know that certain things influence the produce that comes out of that particular plant. Like if it's tomato plants, you've got... Of course, the soil and the quality of the soil, and you put fertilizer in there and other good things to help that out. You've got rain, you've got sunshine. But as you think about a plant in a garden, even though those are external influences, how do they influence the the produce, the fruit? They influence it because they get brought inside it, you know? the photosynthesis of the sunlight, the soil coming up through the roots. In other words, it, the influence of what kind of fruit comes, the quality of the fruit, happens because of what's coming in on the outside. So what does Jesus say in verse 45? He says this, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Now I notice in this that both the good person and the evil person have stuff stored up in their heart, right? Both of them, that's true of both of them. But that particular phrase, stored up in their heart, is such an interesting phrase to me. And so as you look at it, it's this idea of accumulated treasure. It's this picture, and your translation actually may use the word treasure in that particular verse. The things in our treasured in our heart. It represents those things that are valuable to us, that are important to us. So it would have, in that day have represented maybe a treasure box in which you kept your valuable stuff in there. So every single one of us in our life, we have inside of us, a a box that represents our heart or our soul, who we are on the inside, all right? And so what Jesus is saying, the good man 
you know, has good things out of the good stored in his heart. The bad man has bad things out of the, or the evil man, out of the evil stored up in their heart. So we all have stuff stored up in our hearts. And that comes, what? From the things that we allow into our hearts from the outside. So in other words, if this is your heart and represents your heart, what would be inside this particular box? It would be what you put in to this particular box. Because this is your heart, right? So the stuff that's in your box is there because you or I chose to put it there. Now I recognize that we have, you know, memories and stuff from the past that we maybe had no influence over when we were younger, maybe things that happened to us, either good or bad. And yet, every single one of us, we make a choice about what goes into our heart. We make a choice about the things that we allow to influence us. And so here's the deal. If what comes from the outside gets stored up in our heart, and if what's stored up in our heart comes back on the outside, maybe what we need to do is pay attention to what's coming back into our hearts. The things that we're allowing to come into our life to be able to influence us. If what comes out is the result of what goes in, look again at verse 45 there. A good man brings the good things out of the good stored up in his heart. If I want to bring good things out of my heart, that means I need to pay attention to what I'm putting into my heart. I need to change what's going in there. Now, there's one other passage that's very important to this. It's very similar. Jesus is speaking as well. But he says these words in John chapter 15. Jesus says, I am the vine. So again, he's the one speaking. You're the branches. He's talking to his followers. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and this is so key here, and my words remain in you, my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. As you look at that, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, what is Jesus saying? The way to remain in Him is to feast with our eyes and our ears upon the truth of the Word of God. And that's why we're challenging every single one of us this year to spend time in the Gospel of Luke, the words of Jesus, getting to know Jesus, because you and I have no power or ability to change our lives. But the more we spend time and feast upon His Word and get to know Jesus and put that Word into our hearts and our minds, the, the greater God can work on us. And so when we put God's Word into our heart, something powerful happens. Because it's not us. It's the power and the influence of God. The good man brings the good things out of the good stored up in his heart. So let me kind of go back to the beginning and the wrestling match that sometimes we have with, does this mean i got to be perfect, right? That I just, you know, 
This means I can only have good come out of my life, and if I don't have anything other than good, then that means I'm a bad person or an evil person or something like that. What, what we're speaking about here is, let me use this idea of a, the difference between a snapshot of a precise moment in our life and a panorama of our life that starts at the beginning and goes all the way till our death. In other words, it is the general direction of our life that we're talking about here because we all sin. We will all continue to sin until the day that we die. One of my favorite authors is Eugene Peterson, and I've read this book two or three times. Tony French recommended it. it it's this book called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. I love the concept of what that is in our life, that our walk with Jesus is just a daily obedience, always in this direction, towards him. Yeah, we mess up at times. But we also need to recognize that though a mess-up periodically does not define us, we still need to be looking at the fruit of our lives because it says something about who we happen to be. Paul, at one point, was so frustrated with the Christians in Corinth, and they had lots of issues, kind of like us, right? But there just was this absence of their results being like what they claimed they were. In other words, they just, it didn't seem like their life was matching up. And so Paul challenged them. He said, you need to examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith. Now, he isn't answering that question. He's not condemning them. He's saying, you need to spend some time looking at your own life. You and I do too, because if the general direction of my life is not towards Jesus Christ, I need to take another look at my life. Because Jesus is about us living the way that he wants us to live um, people who are in love with Jesus, who have Jesus in their life, are changed by Jesus. And the results should be fruit that grows more and more in our life. So let me take a moment and see if we can figure out how this will work and apply in our own lives. So here's a question I want us to wrestle with, and it's simply this. What am I putting into my heart and my mind today? What am I putting into my heart today? You're the only one that can answer that. I'm the only one that can answer that. I'm not interested in knowing what you put in your heart. I just want each one of us to wrestle with it and think through that. I mean, if what comes in gets stored up and eventually comes out, maybe that's something I need to be paying attention to. So, Maybe there are people in your life, very negative, critical people that you spend a lot of time with, and they are critical about, you know, the government, and they're critical about your family, and they're critical about whatever church they go to. I don't know. They're, if you spend a lot of time with people like that, it's going to have a huge impact upon you, right? Now, I think that the people that we hang out with, we have to pay attention to. We have to think that through. We've, we're an influence for Jesus, but they influence us. Um, the kind of entertainment that we watch, pay attention to, that we allow into our life. And again, I'm not interested in being legalistic because everybody's different in this. I just think what we need to do is pay attention to that. Because if what goes in gets stored up, it will eventually come out. We need to pay attention to that. Our social media, right? The kind of news that we watch. Any, I mean, we need to pay attention to those kind of influences and recognize the need that we have to allow Jesus Christ to be that great influence. I mean, it's, it's no wonder 
Paul said in Psalm 141, he said, Sight a guard over my mouth, Lord, keep a watch over the door of my lips, because what comes in comes out. Um, Job said this in Job 31, he said, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. We all need to make a covenant with our eyes about what we allow into our heart and into our life. And so to change the fruit, we got to change what we allow into this particular box. And it's easy to give excuses, right? Ah, it's just a movie. You know, it's just music. It's just a book I enjoy. It's just a genre that I like being able to watch. You know, it's just a quick glance. You know, I mean, it's just the way my friends are. You know, it's just a website. It's easy to give those kind of excuses, isn't it? And if we give excuses, pay attention to them. You know, and recognize, you know, maybe I'm trying to justify something that maybe I need to, to look at and be influenced. But it's, it's a choice, okay? For all of us, it's a choice. But the choice we make is a recognition that this is a spiritual battle that we are fighting here. And that the, the choice of the weapons that we use to help us, here's the way Paul said it. We studied this last year. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, our weapons, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And this last phrase is so telling. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Jesus Christ. We pay attention to the influences that come into our heart and our life. So what kind of choices do you need to make in regard to your family and how you put this principle into practice? If I want the fruit to come out of my life, I've got to pay attention to my heart. You know, what about the, when I hang out with my friends? How does this apply to me there? Um, what about where I work at and the choices that happen at that particular place? What do I need to pay attention to? What specific part of my life do I need to pay attention to? But imagine the difference it could make. If you're a young person, if you started paying attention and, and even in a slight way limited some of the things that were being said, their influence on you, and you were spending more time in the Word of God, imagine in the next two or three or four months the difference it could make to you in regard to your lifestyle and your choices. Imagine in your marriage or in your friendships the difference it could make if we just started paying a little bit more attention to that. Imagine the difference it could make in our church family in the way we live a life that influences others for Jesus Christ. If we, if we want to produce the kind of fruit that honors Jesus Christ, we've got to pay attention to our hearts. Let me pray for us. Lord God, we thank you for your immense love and patience and mercy with us. Father God, we are sinful people who have put our trust in you, and we know that you want us to become more and more the, the women and the men that you have called us to be, that you know is a part of our calling. And so, Lord, help us today to pay attention to those influences 
and to turn to you more and more, to your word and your truth, to be able to store up in our hearts. Lord, I need that help so much. Help us to examine our lives and to look at this area because, Father, we want to live lives that truly honor you. Thank you for your deep love for us, for the real forgiveness that we have because of you. And it's in your most precious name we pray. Amen.